0: Trying to wake up here. All right. Yeah, me
1: too. I'm on I'm on my third cup of coffee though, so I should be good.
0: Oh wow. Wow. Boom. Boom. Let's get started. intro, sounds like a Eat up the sound close, eat up the sound waves. Inscrow, intro, so eat, eat up the soundclosed, eat up the sound waves. Inscrow intros eat
1: up the soundclosed. Welcome, welcome to the final drawer.
0: Welcome. Welcome. What's up, Sam? How you doing, man? Welcome. Hello. Hello, Eric. Hello, hello. How's you going? Hello, testing, testing, mic check. Oh, testing, One, 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 two, five, one, two, one, five. Well, Yeah, you don't need to count in order. Why don't they just say random numbers? Why is it always like one, seven, two, three?
1: three, eight, nine? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, maybe it's just to, see right there, I tried to do it in random order, and I did eight and nine right next to each other. You're just used to saying them. Uh, it's
0: easier. It's more difficult to say numbers out of order than it is in order. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, isn't there, isn't there, a th- I'm pretty sure there's been studies around, like, if you tell people to try to just come up with a random order of, of numbers, um it actually is not random. It's hmm. so like that's why you need to use like a random generator, random number generator if you actually need random numbers because humans are just like incapable of actually being random.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty weird. And for my anyway. random, for my random numbers I love I think we've talked about this a long time ago but uh, I like using random.org. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Random. Yeah. It's random.org. such a it's a it's a handy little website. Yeah. Anyway, this is uh, took an interesting turn very early already, and was talking talking <laughs> random numbers.
0: Uh how, how are things going with you? Uh they're going all right, man. Um like I said, well um this past week or so um or bit, the past I guess a couple of weeks, been involved with uh some uh, research lab related projects. Um mm-hmm. and uh so folks on that also focus on like actually working on my review paper.
1: Yeah, how's um, that going? Where where are you at in that?
0: Um hard to get focused. I've hard to get um it's been hard to get uh, um yeah, it's hard to find sort of that narrow focus, I think. I think I'm right now I've kind of written about a whole bunch of broad things like broadly. Mm-hmm. And it's not really my paper is not really focused. So, um sure. I've been working. I'm on... I'm very
1: curious, actually, about what you are writing about. Are you at a point where you can talk about topic or content at all? Or no, or no,
0: not really. I mean, the, the basic, uh, pre- the basic premise is um, the idea of self awareness and leadership development, and okay. um, how people have used like 360 feedback as a way of facilitating self awareness. Um, and I think there's still sort of questions. I, mean, I don't think it's all in is whether or not self awareness is really developable, developable. Okay. And also people just kind of define self-awareness in different ways. And in a sense that sort of from like a social, I guess, like psychology perspective, um, one of the big theories is objective, uh, self-awareness theory. And it's really defined as like, you know, the sort of that reflective consciousness that, um, that you experience when you sort of focus your attention inward okay. like on yourself and stuff like that. And sure. And, um, with that comes other, you know, there's other, Bits that yeah that's
1: interesting i mean this i know you you said that you know the kind of the social um psych approach to it but this also sounds pretty developmental um i'm reading uh, a book right now called the everybody culture um about what they call deliberately developmental organizations and about how basically adult development um about how great organizations actually foster the development of their people through from from i don't i don't actually have in front of me at the moment, I don't remember what the kind of categories are, but the idea of, um, basically becoming a more complex individual, um, allows for, uh, um, better leadership development and, and things like that.
0: I think intuitively, um, you know, a lot of that all makes sense and stuff, but, um, I don't know in terms of. I mean, obviously they've done research and stuff. I, yeah, I'm hmm. curious to know what that research literature says, and um, even within like the leadership development, intuitively it makes sense. Okay, help people you know become more aware of the, themselves and stuff um, helps them develop as a leader. It Makes sense, and it's in the it's in a lot of the practitioner literature, like books that you know you you probably have come across, books I've read, articles, etc. Right. <clears throat> um, oh no! But it's so you froze for a second. Uh, it's um. The the, but in terms of like the literatures that kind of talk about self awareness, I mean, it, like you could go to like the, I guess more of the management literature, and they could speak of it slightly different. Some of the literature, more in, in terms of how they talk about self awareness, it seems more. And you I know no, like it's splitting hairs, but it seems like it's more um, talking about like self knowledge, knowledge of self, not just mm-hmm. awareness of self, like and so being being knowledgeable of um, weaknesses and strengths and things like that. You know what I mean? So it's not. Is gotcha. it the same thing? Is it different? You know, you know, that's why I, I think I'm having a hard time because it's like the t- a lot of t- these terms are just used um, in different ways. Yeah. Oh, it makes me think about
1: metacognition as well. Kind of falls into the same family of stuff. Thinking about your thinking.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, if you want to talk about that, you are talking to the third author of a chapter on metacognition and <laughs> leadership <laughs> development.
0: Yeah. I mean, but, you know, it's a third chapter that, you know, that uh, was the edited journal that we did, right? Or was yeah. That, yeah. yeah it
1: was and, third author with Hunter and uh, Lisa.
0: Well, it goes to show, I mean, it, it, you know, all this stuff, and you know, that was like a leadership development or a leader development yeah. type of uh, edited thing. And it goes to show all this stuff is intertwined, you know, all this, you know, all this theory sure. and stuff is intertwined, or if not intertwined, overlaps, maybe take, uh, goes at a different angle when trying to sort of understand whatever this uh, developmental phenomena that we're trying to... Mm-hmm explain and stuff and um yeah so because of that you can kind of not go down a rabbit hole but you can kind of um it, uncontained you know what i'm saying like not focused if you're not focused you can kind of mm-hmm. keep on going in all sorts of places with this stuff and so i think that my objective is just to get more focus on i guess what i'm trying to right review in my right. uh, review paper um so that's that's the school stuff. Uh I want to talk to you about the you know the, the portfolio news in a second but oh, I want to yeah. catch up with, see how you're doing man. I know you this right. has been your um your uh, thesis uh, – I think I called it – did I call it a thesis? I was going to call it a thesis sabbatical. Is that Would that be oh. appropriate? Uh,
1: I mean that's not what I've been calling it, but we can roll with that. All right. like, sabbatical makes it sound like I get to just chill.
0: Well, now Like a lot of times when people take sabbaticals, sometimes right. it is
1: for a purpose. It's to do other stuff. It's to yeah. do research or whatever. Yeah. So let's call it my thesis sabbatical. I've been calling it a PhD retreat.
0: I like, No. Uh, actually, um, I like that better. Yeah. Let's call it PhD well, retreat.
1: It, it actually – so I think thesis sabbatical is accurate for this trip, but I can, I, I plan on doing more of these in the future and those will be a, just PhD retreat because I'll be done with my thesis and working on other stuff. Fair enough. So, uh, so yeah, I am, I am, my dulcet tones are coming to you from Savannah, Georgia, which Savannah, is pretty cool.
0: Savannah, Georgia, but, but yeah. the weather there is really light, night, lovely.
1: It is. It's very nice. Um, it's been very warm, kind of humid. But that's all right. I've been working outside basically all day, every day. I am currently sunburned, uh, which usually doesn't go hand in hand with making a lot of progress on a, a project. Sure. But in this case, uh, it does. Uh, I've been basically what I've been doing. Um, so I've been working on my thesis, largely doing a lot of data stuff. So SPSS really grinds this relatively weak computer that I have, which is the, the MacBook um, it's pretty underpowered. Uh, so it really eats up battery. So I've been working, you know, probably about four or five hours and then by then my battery will be dead and I'll that's, go charge my laptop. That's so sad. And I will, yeah. yeah. And then I'll go, uh, I'll, I'll go in the pool while my laptop's charging and yes. then it will charge up again. I'll come back out and work again. So my, my underpowered computer and its battery woes have been enforcing my kind of like working rhythm, which has been fine. Um yeah i've been making I've been making good progress um, I think by the end of the day today I will have my results like pre- pretty much just locked down um, everything fixed um, I had a lot of work to do on that um it's basically what I've been working on all week or all weekend um, with the goal of basically sending it to Becky tomorrow or Monday morning just to kind of you know get her eyes and, and kind of um Agree that my results are basically where they need to be and then I can focus on on tightening up my discussion um, But I uh, I feel good about where I am. I'm definitely moving forward I've been working pretty consistently for the past few days on this stuff. I'm not really wasting any time or anything um, You know, so things are going well.
0: It's good, man. And yeah. so um, have you Have you sort of isolated yourself to that house only, yeah, for the you, most have you, part. Have you ventured out anywhere? No, I mean
1: I've, I've ventured out to go get some food a couple of times. Just walking down, I got some Popeyes, and there's a there's a wings place pretty nearby. So I uh, <laughs> I I ventured that way for lunch a couple of days ago. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I've been mostly just staying. There's they have a really nice backyard that's fenced in with fountains and a pool, um, so it's really conducive to to focusing. I've been mostly out there. Um, I hope if I'm able to of lock down what I need to do today tonight I'd like to potentially go into downtown Savannah and get dinner or something it yeah. feels like it'd be a waste for me to come all the way out here and not actually see the city mm-hmm. at all uh, but it's kind of contingent on me just getting to where I need to be on this and then tomorrow my flight leaves I think at like 1 p.m. or so back to New York um, it's cool man yeah um, yeah so I need and one of the things I have to do today actually is, is schedule my uh my next PhD retreat I decided that one of my tasks during a PhD retreat is to look ahead and actually go ahead and put on the calendar and book a ticket, if possible, the next one that I'm going to do. Yeah. So I got to figure out where I want to go for that.
0: Yeah. It's, um, it, it's good that you found success or you feel like you know, you, you're able to make good progress yeah. uh, with yeah. that. Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, I think I really do think doing something like this helps because I i mean, I, I did use frequent flyer miles, but I had dropped some money for the Airbnb and buying myself food and stuff. So like, it's not a, an insignificant outlay of funds to do something like this. So it helps really focus in and, and make it yeah. worthwhile, um, which I mean, in, on one hand, sounds kind of sad that my <laughs> I need to like trick myself like this to really focus in on the work. Um, but on the other hand, it works. So I'm going to do it.
0: I mean, I think we talked about this already, but I mean, there's something to being able to just uh, isolate yourself mentally mm-hmm. and also, I guess, f- kind of physically, to just focus on like one—not—and I say one task, but obviously there's you know multiple things within that yeah. one task. Um, I don't know, like it, it, it's like yeah, if, if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. You, you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. I've I've become less judgmental about it and just not—I just do things that work now. Yeah. And if it's, going somewhere works, I'm gonna do it. And
0: yeah, I, I um, I sometimes find that uh, we've joked not not about this, but sort of sort of this idea. Uh, I, I sometimes find that sometimes just gorging myself with you know crappy food, like a Little Caesars, <laughs> uh, what do they call it, Detroit style pizza, like the deep dish pizza. Yeah, that's right. Helps. I mean, I don't know if it helps me or not, but it's probably like a stress eat. But um, I've, <laughs> when I'm working on something. You know, I've just allowed myself to not feel guilty about for sure a cra- crap food that's right in front of me, easy, and I just get you know focusing on my work versus me like if that helps me work, you know what I mean? Um, yep. Versus me feeling just terrible about well, I can't eat this because blah blah blah. I'm just gonna <laughs> say screw it. If it helps me that's work, right. just do it.
1: Just yeah, it's all it. it's all about like eliminating uh, other things that are are taxing your mental ability and just so you can, can free it all up to work on this and the, the task at hand. No, it's yeah. about everybody finding what works for them and eating Detroit style pizza works for you. <laughs> eating wings works for me. Uh, uh. Um, I'm thinking maybe so for the next one, you know, I still think I need to, I need to come out your way. We need to have a, a weekend of, of PhD, uh, uh, positive reinforcement and potentially in person, the file drawer.
0: I'd be down for that, man. Um, I would say I would say we'd you'd welcome to stay in our spot. Um, all we have is a uh, kind of a beanbag for for you to crash. I, out. It. I like it's I like a, a beanbag. It's a large beanbag, but there are other places around, and even there's some in, in the city type spots and Airbnb. If you've had success with that, I don't yeah, know how, I have. how crazy. I
1: definitely things. have. It's been the last two have been great.
0: Uh, what I'd probably like to do is, uh, I mean, I know if you do if you did come here, me just getting out of here too, we could maybe find a spot. Um, that's what I was thinking. In, in the uh, hill country is pretty dope. Yeah. It's only like a few hours away. Uh, but I'm it's all like, about that. It's like isolated. And
1: Oh, no. You froze. Oh, no.
0: I still hear your oh, audio. back. I still hear your audio. So can you hear me?
1: All right. Well, I, yeah, it, it, it kind of cut in and out a little bit. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll make it work. Yeah. Um, can you hear me now? Yeah. You were saying you're talking about the hill country, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's uh, pretty, yeah. pretty nice out there. Um, let's, let's do that. I
1: bet you it wouldn't be too expensive to to split an Airbnb or something out there. Yeah.
0: And I think I think out there, yeah, it would probably be cheaper than like a yeah. hotel in the city or something like that. Let's do
1: it. Um, well, let's see. I it's the end of May right now, and I like to do this every month and a half or so. Oh, you got any time in June?
0: Ooh, um, if you're planning for the end of June, no. Okay, um, taking some t- doing some traveling in the end of June, but uh, maybe July. Maybe. Or, yeah, maybe maybe or, July. I am
1: taking 2 weeks off in July uh just to utterly chill. So maybe end of July or sometime yeah. in August. All right. Cool.
0: Um
1: excellent. So what else is going on?
0: Uh, haramba, um, hmm. So <laughs> So I uh, you know, I posted a couple of articles that I thought were just interesting into yeah, my didn't notes read them. page. Uh so yeah, I've, hey this is going to be, I guess, uh, this can just be a segment of articles <laughs> Eric barely reads, but is sucked in by the headline. And this is just a, okay. another one of those things. So, But I thought it was interesting. So um, look at the one um, that says 96-year-old Heimlich uses namesake maneuver to save choking woman. I have been seeing this one around. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was interesting. So, the, I, I barely read it. Um, so the guy who invented the Heimlich maneuver back in, I don't know when he invented it, some time ago. Um, 1974, he was finally he was finally able to actually use it to save a choking woman in his retirement home. Now he's done he's done demonstrations. He's done demonstrations showing you know showing how it works. But in terms of like saving someone who's actually choking, uh, this is Uh the first time he's 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 done it. And so I guess a woman was choking, and I guess the uh, the nursing staff was about to get up and like actually do the Heimlich maneuver himself, but then saw Doctor Heimlich kind of run up. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, he was like, well, and, uh, so, it's, so he let, let the doctor do it. Um, and his comment was like, uh, his comment, he was quoted, uh, I probably can't find it. Well, he goes, uh, it is Dr. Heimlich. <laughs> that's what they uh, conceded <laughs> to the Cincinnati Inquirer. Um So he kind of let the doctor use the procedure. But uh, that's awesome. I thought that was just funny. At 96, well, you know, 90, yeah, I would say
1: at 96, being able to, to do that, yeah, and then that he's come full circle now. You know, he's finally gotten to do it.
0: Good exactly. job, Mr. Heimlich. Good job, Mr. Heimlich. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I wish I had. Uh, what would what would the
0: <laughs> what would the Middleton maneuver be? Huh? <laughs> Not I have to put you on the spot. No, I have no idea what the Middleton <laughs> maneuver would be. Uh,
1: diving really deep into something really obscure and kind of unrelated to what you're doing.
0: Yeah, but how, when would you ever pull that off? <laughs> uh, yeah, I did. don't know. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, maybe that's what you need. Well, next time you do your Airbnb, pull a Middleton maneuver. I guarantee you, you'll be done. Actually, no, I think the Middleton maneuver will probably. Be- with it would probably draw out the amount of time that you're spending. Yeah, and working exactly. Yeah, never mind.
1: The whole thing about the Middleton maneuver is that it takes something that should probably take like 15 minutes; it makes it like a four-week end endeavor.
0: <laughs> 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 like, yeah. I really,
1: I really Middleton myself
0: on that one. Oh, that's terrible! All right, the the Sperlin is probably going to be oh, some God, sort of disease, worst. like like oh. Cro- like Crohn's or something, like a, <laughs> a, a Lou Gehrig's <laughs> or something.
1: I uh, really cut Terrible. A really. <laughs> I mean, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be inf- like uh, inflicted with a a really devastating disease, I want it to be one that doesn't have a name yet, so at least I can throw my name on it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> my
1: own my own disease. No, the Spurlin the Spurlin maneuver. You already, would be, you already got a game.
0: We we found that last week. Oh yeah,
1: I forgot the the game. Yeah, we the game we never actually named, uh, and I don't quite remember how to play, but I know it involved hitting a, <laughs> hitting a ball with a branch and having to touch a dog and a frisbee. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, this, this, I don't know, the Spurlin maneuver would be something like, uh, oh man, I don't even know completely failing to finish something on time. And no, that's just a normal procrastination thing, I guess. Anyway. All right. So, um, I'm going
0: to, the next step I want to talk about is mm-hmm. I'm going to actually try to wrap these things into in the, all in the one conversation. Cause Ooh, in, in a wow. sense, I think what it has to do with is, um, um, obviously organizations, okay, and like lawsuits and like who who owns ownership ownership on uh, ideas and like all this stuff with technology and stuff like that. Right, so, right. um, actually, one of these lawsuits just uh, recently ended. Um, so yeah, a couple the, of days ago, I'll talk about it. But uh, the lawsuit against Android, and um, mm-hmm. so one. Uh, uh, remember, I used to always, you know used to talk about like Java and like uh, people thought yeah. Java was going to be big, and I was like, oh, nobody used uses to always, Java. Yeah, used I, to always slag on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't realize like the whole Android OS is based off of Java code. I really, yeah. It, it, maybe you brought it up before. I, I, I don't think I. I don't know. I don't think I remembered. I, think it I did. I don't think I really
1: knew that until I read about this uh, lawsuit.
0: Yeah, but um, so hey, I want to say, oh well, my, my bad. I guess I was wrong about that. <laughs> um, but so
1: what's the. Uh, what, what, what are the, what's the main thing on this lawsuit? Who is suing who? Well,
0: all right, so the main thing is, all right, so backstory, Android operating system was based off of um, uh, like sort of the, the, the sort of base level code is based off of Java, which was developed by, I think, Sun, or at, least, or at least it was developed by Sun Microsystems a while ago, or at least uh, owned by Sun Microsystems. Oh, I think and they, Oracle, I
1: think th- per, or, Oracle purchased Sun.
0: Yes, and then Oracle purchased Sun um, in maybe 2010, and mm-hmm. so, because of that, Oracle was like, oh, hold on a second, Android used a lot of our code, mm-hmm. we're owed some money. Mm-hmm. Um, however, Sun Microsystems at the time, and, and Java is is considered, I guess, open source, or like fair use type of code, um, in a sense that it, it is open. Like, you know, the code was made available for people to use and develop, and change and tweak and stuff like that. I don't know the details, in terms of the, the legal aspects to it, but... Um, it has this sort of open source uh, use, where at the time it had this open source use to it, and so I guess Oracle was like, "Oh, screw that, screw, screw all that jazz. We're going to try to make some money off of this." Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I didn't have the like because it, it just uh, the the, the uh, trial. So basically, Oracle is trying to was trying to sue Google. That trial just mm-hmm. ended. I didn't post the article here, but I, I saw that the court basically determined that, um, you know, Google and, and the Android operating systems. Was a, was within its rights in terms of right. how they used the code because what they did was they looked looked at the code and they didn't just like cut and paste the code into their own system they rewrote the code using that they sort of you know I like guess same logic and all that stuff uh, within the rights of the whatever the fair use law states right. uh, and awarded Google. Yes, yeah, so that's the winner
1: found in favor of Google. Yeah, um, what would the ramifications have been? Do you know if Oracle had had one?
0: I think what they would have tried to do is either um, Either a lump sum pay probably not that's no it's mm. probably not It's probably not the best way to get money or like some uh, back pay Licensing what's already been done or like monthly licensing yeah. or yearly yeah, licensing yeah, yeah. so they could get that ongoing money gotcha. um, Like basically that won't end until Google Change their whole Android OS, and which change Android. which they're probably right. not going to do because that would be so difficult no. to do.
1: Well, um, yeah. and yeah, 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 for sure. And the whole point of Android too is that it's open and that different companies have their own forks of it and and everything. Exactly. So yeah, that's 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 interesting. Are so are you are you in favor of this finding, or do you think Oracle was screwed?
0: I think I think Oracle is almost like a patent troll, dude. I mean, I, th- I think. I don't think Oracle was screwed. Hey, they bought it after the fact. They 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 knew the business that they they purchased. I, I don't know the de- the finer details, but they knew the business model of the company that they purchased, being that it was open source and stuff like that. And I right. think they were just trying to um uh I'm probably r- wrong about aspects of this, you know, I'll, I'll concede, but it seems, it seems like they were just trying to legal muscle uh their way right. well, I mean, into some money. Sun
1: was the ones you know, who originally developed Java and, and sun and I mean, uh, Android overlapped with sun not being purchased by Oracle. Right. I mean, wasn't the, sun basically made a decision not to pursue, uh, legal recourse against Google for Android. Right. And it wasn't until they were bought by Oracle that is that, that it happened.
0: I believe, I believe that's true. Um, and it might actually, because Android operating, uh, the Android operating system existed even prior to Google buying them, I believe.
1: Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, it,
0: yeah. And I'm not true. sure when Google bought it. I wonder if Google buying it made Oracle say, "Oh, money, cha-ching." You know what I'm saying? Because Google's yeah. such a big company. Um, it, again, I'm just speculating right now, but yeah, uh, because I, 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 you know, I don't know those finer details. But um, for me, well, for me, th- these technology companies, their success is going to come off of things like you know being innovative. Their success is going to mm. come off of things like like we were just talking to them earlier. Developing your people to be even more successful. The success is going to be is going to c- come out of um, uh, creating like a creative environment, uh, not just off of suing companies to get you know to get sure. money. Sure, I don't think it's a good well, business model.
1: No, and versus- I I mean, I know I know. So we both listen to to ATP and John Syracuse has done. Uh, I think it was maybe an episode of Hypercritical back in the day, and I think they maybe even talked about it in ATP. Oh, really? But the idea yeah. of being able to patent software, yeah, uh, he's very against. And um, I think I've, I I don't know the situation well enough to be able to speak to it particularly well, but I do know that the you know software is so interconnected and so um, like whatever you're doing now is being built on the backs of things that had happened before exactly. and being able to claim ownership on on those ideas or those specific implementations um seems like it would be a a it would it would stop innovation. It would reduce innovation um if if you had to be super concerned about, you know, if you have a good idea it it potentially being hit by a, a lawsuit. Yeah. Which is I mean that's exactly what patent trolls do.
0: And and the funny thing is though, I mean, um most of these computer languages have like these packages that are pre-written for you to use. I mean, like all code is built off of like lower level code or other code. Right. And you, you create these packages. So you don't have to sort of reinvent the wheel every single time. (laughs) That's a, that's Mm -hmm. the point of, so then you just get this, you know, you use a package that's within the coding language, implement that. So you don't have to build it from scratch every single time. I mean, that's the point of it being like that. Um, So like the Java language is, you know, probably built off of some other language, which I don't, I, 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 we knew the history back in the day it would be so ridiculous if someone who like came up with like machine language like low low level assembly language was trying to sue everybody because end of the day like things get broken down into like this machine assembly right. machine language it would be it would, it would, that would absolutely absolutely be absurd i get the idea that you know certain things should be patentable you know you have to be able to protect people's like i guess um uh Things that they come up with, you know things that people intellectual develop. intellectual property, yeah intellectual property things <laughs> I was, I was uh, struggling on <laughs> that, but um at the same time, man, uh, especially when you get to, into like software development and stuff with because it's like limited by the language, like by the programming language, um, then you're just breaking it down to like logical structure and stuff, like you know what I'm saying like sure. there might be only one way to write a bit of code, like and then how much code is it five five lines of code? Is it right. um, 10 lines? I, I I think I may have told you this story. I don't think I've ever ta- told it in a podcast, but when I was in, um, and I probably shouldn't, but when I was in my computer programming course, um, I let a friend take a look at one of my projects. And um, I, I thought they were just going to take a look at it and sort of get some ideas from it. Or whatever. I got like a sure. close friend. I was just like, whatever, you know. Yeah. And it's looked like they copied, you know, uh, a little bit of code directly from it. And it was only maybe ten lines. It, like I don't I don't even know if it was a lot of lines of code, but I guess the how it was done was copied. And then they run uh the code through like a you know system to look look to see how much was identical. And this person didn't change variable names, which stupid on my part right. to allow them to do that and stupid on their part to copy it exactly, which I didn't right. think they were gonna do. Um so Basically we got in trouble. And I'm like, what? Right. I'm like, why'd you copy code for my thing? I'm pissed off. Um and basically bad. both of us basically suffered because of it. Uh we got yeah. like a negative a negative one hundred on the project. Which, <laughs> Not even a zero. Which like <laughs> bombed like bought what tanked my grade. <laughs> um uh, and I I was making like a A in the class. you know what I'm saying? Like it tanked. Yeah, yeah. It was a huge project. And uh but I'm like I'm bringing that. I don't even know. Why I'm telling the story. I'm bringing it up to like say how much. How much is copying the code? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What percentage is copying? If you've done everything else, let's say it's a huge program. How much is like, you know, stealing? And so that brings me to the other article, which is, I'm curious to see. But look at the um, article on this uh, Ars Technica article. Again, barely mm-hmm. read it. But I thought this is like just ridiculous. But t- it's titled "FaceTime iMessages, FaceTime and iMessages Hang in the Balance of Apple Balance After Apple Lost to Patent Troll." So I guess someone sued uh, Apple, uh, some patent troll, and these patent trolls are real. And, you know, there's like
1: right, and, and let's be clear too. What a patent troll does often is is patent what like very simple things and then go after other companies that are infringing on those patents, yeah. right? And, and they don't actually produce they don't actually produce don't anything. Pro- yeah.
0: And oftentimes yeah. they'll either look for patents to actually expire and then buy or you know, repatent right. it or something like that. They're, it's very opportunistic. Um right. It's strategy. And um
1: and, and then you you sue the larger company and you try to get them to settle basically.
0: Exactly. To exactly. make money. And they take advantage, like I was hearing people talk about like, you know, Adam Corolla do like a Patent is going after him for podcasts and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I was
1: going to actually ask about that. That was the big deal a while ago. What what has that been resolved yet?
0: I think they kind of settled back. I don't think it's been resolved. I think they they can still sue if they wanted to. But essentially, if you try to fight back, it, it becomes a who has enough money to hire lawyers. Right. That's what it's right. a, it's a battle of money. And so the patent troll, I think they typically will try to exploit. The idea that people aren't going to have enough money to fight it, and they're going to just pay exactly. out um, some yeah. money or give up, and uh, and when they're in conversations about that, the the podcast when it was a known fact that they uh, took advantage of a court system like in Texas that seemed to be more liberal in um, mm. awarding in favor of the patent troll, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So even strategy down to that is ridiculous. But um, going back to Apple, so it's a uh, patent troll. Uh, Vimitex, I guess. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, is trying to sue Apple. Uh, let's see. This is, this is what happens when you don't really read an article. <laughs> let's read it on air. Um, let's see. They're uh, suing over
1: FaceTime and iMessages. Yeah, right?
0: saying that, I guess, Apple is violating a patent. So what, what they're probably going to try to seek is some sort of licensing from Apple. And I right. think that's ridiculous. That's absolutely yeah. absurd, man. You know... Um, so the Apple Apple products include VPN, on-demand, FaceTime, and iMessage platform. Uh, according to the court filing, once those services blocked because of the loss of sales and reputational harm caused reputational Apple's harm. <laughs> by Apple's distribution of the infringing features. Um, now, again, I think you, there has to be some law in place to protect people's intellectual rights, but they need something also to... It needs to go both ways, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: here's a great sentence from this article. Vernitex has been saying for years that it has plans to market various products, but for the time being, its income comes from licensing patents. That's that's yeah, so shady. Yeah, man. So, um, I think it's Yeah, ridiculous. I don't know. I mean, the whole point of, of the patent system, and I'm probably talking out of my league here, but my understanding, <laughs> you know, is to... to Spur innovation, you know, so if you have a good idea, you know, you'd be protected for a certain number of years to be the only one with being able to manufacture or sell that idea. Um, so that will change the incentive such that, you know, people you'll you'll be incentivized to go out and create new things. Um that doesn't seem and that, and that seems to work in the hardware world uh but in in software that does not seem to be yeah. the the case at all anymore so I don't, like i said Syracuse – and i'll I'll put a link in the show notes to the episode where he talks about it i mean he advocates like software itself just it should not be patentable yeah. or copyrightable
0: i don't know I, you know i don't i don't know enough about like i don't do I that don't type either. of stuff i'm <laughs> totally
1: talking out of my league yeah here. you
0: know but um that never
1: stopped us, though. Oh, no.
0: And so, like, as I was looking at that, it's you know, it funny. I was thinking, um, I was in uh, the bookstore at, like, Barnes & Noble's a couple weeks ago, and I was looking at, like, code book, and I was like, huh, you know, working on this, like, little project, which was not really program, got me kind of um some juices flowing that I, I think I do want to, like, try to relearn some sort of pro- programming language, or nice. learn some sort of programming language, and I was look, kind of just Googling, you know, what's the best, what makes the most sense in terms of programming language for a psychologist, for a research psychologist, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and couple of things i kept on popping up was like obviously learning r which i think we've talked about before right uh, and is, I,
1: I i originally i'm actually going to be changing my portfolio item to not from learning r to learning python instead i think nice um i think a python is more like more generally useful outside of the psychology world whereas yeah. r is very specific to doing statistics
0: yeah and so that, that, that's the, another one that came up python they're saying like in mm-hmm. terms of like you know, psychologists doing research. I mean, things like that. I mean, for the, the article, the articles that I read had different points. Like sometimes, like especially experimental psychologists will kind of program their own experiments using mm-hmm. different software and stuff. And they they were saying that Python is pretty versatile. Right, it definitely um, is in terms of a programming language. Um, and then I was thinking maybe like less. I think it's less of a programming language, but it's like syntactical sort of database management system, but SQL. Right. And I think like mm-hmm. MySQL is like a free version of that. Um, because being able to use like databases, I think that there's so much value from being able to construct your own like database management system Hmm. and, uh, you know, I know um,
1: nothing about that. Tell me more.
0: Uh, uh, think of, think, uh, think of Excel, like a database, right? Right. Right. That, um, you can you know, it stores data, you know,
1: Mm -hmm. et cetera. In an organized way.
0: In an organized way. Uh, think of like a real database system. Which Microsoft has, like, Microsoft Access. Access, um, right, yeah. Uh, but think of that as, like, being able to c- conjoin or link different table sets together. So it's more dynamic. So, like, within one, uh, and then a lot of programs are based off of this. Like, think of it like a customer management system, right? Can I you lost you. You lost me? Um, I'll wait a second.
1: It It it's my own fault i opened safari for a second and yeah. it just froze everything up uh right. sorry
0: i can All hear right. you i can hear you now can you, right. hear, me? Can cool. you hear me yeah
1: yeah we're okay. good we're good <laughs>
0: um so think of think of that as a uh, uh th- like, so if you have a, like a, a table that has like customer information in it each of those customers basically has some sort of unique identifier and then you could have let's say their. um uh, you could have in that basic table you could have let's say what they bought. I don't, I don't know. You call that what they bought table and another table you could have where they live, you know, their address, their maybe financial information. And then you can use queries basically to query the whole database system to pull out the information specific from that table, you know, what they bought to where they lived and basically create like views of um, whatever information that you specifically want to look at. So, it's a better way of organizing data essentially okay
1: so given how interested you are in programming and data and stats and stuff and how big of a deal it is now that companies are using you know big data and hiring people to do to manage and and build out their big data systems have you thought about you know doing anything in that realm as a as a career option outside of grad school uh
0: no i haven't really thought about it i think within the big data stuff i took one class that they talk, we had a guy come in and talk about it a little bit. Now, uh, some of that, some of those, um, some of that type of research uses like different types of software. Um, I, I, interested in the sense that maybe I will look into it. I don't know, but I think I have right. a, a lot to learn. And I don't know if I necessarily want to become an expert in any of this stuff. Or the t- gotcha. I don't know if I'm willing to put in a lot of time to becoming like an expert in any of this stuff. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: The big data stuff, I, I do have something. Ag- you know, when we talk, you know, like from our stats class, we talk about like, you know, modeling and you know like regression as a type of model and all mm-hmm. this stuff. I, I worry that even in some of this big data stuff, you know, are we just uh, creating these complex models and, and like, you know, and, and like overfitting our models to, to, to where we think that we can sort of predict everything? I, I don't know. I think it's just mm-hmm. weird.
1: Everything just is predictable. Capitalizing on the fact that we have a crap ton of data.
0: Yeah, I don't know spurious
1: um, correlation but maybe it's not I mean
0: maybe with that much data you have so much you know, power um, and, and, and power and stuff but it, I, I don't know enough, enough about it I'd probably look into it um, depends I mean what would I use it for with an organization is that data like when we talk about big data we're talking about more than like 10,000 people we're talking about a lot of data oh, yeah. we're talking about millions yeah we're talking about a lot of data and like um, the guy who spoke to our class they talked more so about like modeling for like country level stuff You know, Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if that uh, obviously it has to apply to organizations, but in terms of what I want to do, I don't know if it would apply to what the stuff I would want to do. Like Google has like Google, you know, Google Analytics and stuff like that. But don't they use a lot of their data that they accumulate from like Google searches and all that stuff? I don't know how it would work in an organization with. I I don't know. I just know
1: know that. I mean it seems like every every tech startup um has talks about you know big data and and I've even just like looking around I've seen you know it seems like every con- every company is always hiring uh data scientists to do stuff.
0: Well do, do you think it's because that's like a, a trend now or do you think they actually know what they want? Like I, sometimes I think people I think just want to hire
1: I think it's a trend and they're hoping that they hire the right person who then can use cuz data data is so easy to collect now, yeah. right? In in many ways, Um, and I think most companies have no idea what to do with that data, so they're hiring people who do know things to help them make decisions uh, with all this data that they're collecting. Um, I think I think that's what's what's going on.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: Anyway, what uh? So Python, maybe SQL, maybe R. Yeah. How do you how you gonna how you gonna make that decision?
0: Uh. I don't know. I mean, th- this is something I probably do after you know, orals as I'm working on my yeah. dissertation to kind of s- switch the game up and right. um I don't know. You know, <laughs> I don't know, keep it keep it uh keep it sexy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> keep it keep it sexy.
1: <laughs> I, uh the list the listener can't see this but you are currently not wearing a shirt that's true uh, so <laughs> i'd say i say you're doing doing what you can to,
0: to keep it sexy this is the sexy psychologist podcast oh yeah Seminary.
1: do we do we need to, to pivot our podcast maybe <laughs>
0: maybe um
1: uh asmr video of you without a shirt talking about psychology stuff
0: have <laughs> I, you said pivot our podcast i think i've made i've brought this up before but uh in an episode of Silicon Valley, uh, they had the, they were in need to pivot, basically uh-huh. their brand. And this guy, I think he was hopped up on maybe coffee, or I don't even know what his deal was. I don't know, but he was just going crazy, thinking about pivoting, pivoting. Okay, I'm trying to pivot. We need to pivot. We need to pivot. Going out, you know, and then trying like these different ideas with like random people in the street. And they were like, "Who is a psychopath?" It was—it <laughs> was a great episode. So that term "pivot" is just the most ridiculous kind of consultancy, type, sort of business, business, it's, speak, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a startup term for a sure. Startup, yeah.
1: And it's, it's, it, it's, it's, that's a Silicon Valley term for sure. You should,
0: you should check out that show, man. If you haven't watched I, it, yet. it's, it's, it's on my list, but you have other sh- stuff you have to do, obviously. But, uh, okay. uh, and, uh, speaking of companies and stuff, um, I have two websites on here. Have you ever heard of meh
1: or woot? Yeah, I've heard of both of them.
0: All right. So woot, woot, I guess was started up by a company. Um, and that premise behind it originally was just to kind of offer up stuff, um, at low prices. It's, you like, know. it's like a deal website that changes every day, right? Yeah, and I think I think Amazon bought it out, and now Amazon. If you go to the page, they offer like all these deals, and it's it's not it's no longer like a basic website. It's like all this stuff. So I yeah, guess I the people that it looks Amazon-y. Yeah, so I guess the people that made originally made Woop and sold it. They some of those made people meh. Yeah. Made, made Meh. So one idea I had was uh, maybe for so Meh. Is, so I guess adheres to more of their original. Um, concept of just offering one deal a day and so one idea right. i had for a potential like segment is uh let's just check out meh every time we podcast right. um because if you go to their yeah. website hey there are they're 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 um i guess you you might have to bring it up if you bring up safari no i've um, got an ipad here um the things that they offer are pretty they really legitimately make you go huh meh. <laughs> yeah, it's like something
1: anything, like super great it's nothing like, super great <laughs> today's is a Uh, uh, what an LED work light,
0: yeah. Uh, three pack,
1: like a fancy flashlight, basically,
0: yeah. And it's already sold out, I mean, so it's it's all right. Um, so three pack, think tank LED work light, five dollars. And, um, their description, I'll let you read the description. All the descriptions are absolutely hilarious,
1: yeah. They got great copywriting, um. I, li- I like to. they have a map down at the bottom, and the title of the map is, who's buying this crap? And they have it <laughs> up, broken up by state. Your your state representing Texas oh, is it? down there. Oh, it's it's funny. A lot of people in Texas a are buying Texas. crap
0: from me. <laughs> it's so funny. But it, it's almost like they want you to buy it, but they don't really care if you buy it. So the descriptions for this one are, not exactly putting a man on the moon, is it? Human <laughs> rights, climate change, global security, the development of nuclear weapons, the elimination of nuclear weapons, when we hear these the words think think tank, that's the kind of issue we expect them to be working on. Not so big you need an entire tank, tank. to hold them. Not putting a hook and a magnet and a array <laughs> of LED on a cheap old flashlight and calling it a work light. So, <laughs> so I just I've, I heard about this website on some on something else to listen to and I think it's just brilliant. It I love it. Um,
1: I, I I'm in favor of this becoming a new segment of uh, the the podcast yeah. it have to uh, be bonus weekly. bonus points if we actually make a decision to buy something from Me- oh yeah Me- definitely when we, when we go to check it oh, out Oh,
0: definitely that's uh that was definitely in, in the, the wheelhouse of what i was thinking this, uh, my- this actually i probably would have bought um for five bucks <laughs> but it's sold out you know yeah and it's only what 11 o'clock east coast um and it's, they, they change this up uh, every uh every at midnight i guess
1: Maya. Uh, my dad for sure and i think some of my brothers they have some other websites that are like this like a daily deal website specifically around like outdoor gear and they lose their minds on this <laughs> it's actually i think it's not even a daily deal i think it changes like a, on a minute to minute basis or something oh, yeah. i just remember maybe not recently but i distinctly remember my brother and my dad basically just refreshing this website all day long and talking about <laughs> you know and and they making purchasing decisions based on things that they had seen on there. I'm sure I'm sure I'll get some feedback from them about what it is and why it's so great and why I'm underselling it by talking about it dismissively like this. But it's no meh. It's no meh. 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 Um cool. Well, good good addition to the podcast, Eric. You really you brought your A game today. I appreciate it. Thank you. We had a little time because we pushed it back a bit. <laughs> I know this is the most prepared I've ever seen our document for uh, an episode. <laughs> I mean, and not prepared in the sense that, you, of course, you didn't read any of the articles, but you did put links in there. I did, I did. Which is which is a major step forward for us.
0: We need to. If you come up with an idea for that, I, I do want that to be a topic. Articles Eric didn't read, so we, <laughs> it doesn't have to be a weekly. But uh, I like it. All right. I mean,
1: while while we're do while we're talking about you know segments, and we could always check out Yahoo. Ooh.
0: At no, we can always check out ATT, AT and T. I gotta
1: go to the right one. Yeah, yeah. Hold up. ATT. This is Mr. Sperlin. Yep.
0: Yeah. Brought to us by Mr. Sperlin.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, sponsoring it. Oh, yeah. This oh, is the
0: old school. I mean, this is actually something I kind of want to talk about. Um, All right. It's not useless value news. This is actually, I think, important news as org people, maybe. I don't know. Relevant. I don't know. But at the end of, like, so the article, I don't know what the article's talking about, but at the end of TSA screeners, it pops up on my screen. So oh, when you're, TSA,
1: yeah.
0: Think about that. So, do, hey, I want to know what you know about this whole TSA thing, and what's your opinion on it?
1: Oh okay, well, one. I know, I know that uh, there an outside agency of, of the government did uh, a bunch of studies and like basically tried to sneak stuff through TSA, and were shockingly successful at doing it. I've heard like upward of eighty percent of ex- illegal explosives and weapons they were able to get through TSA checkpoints. Um, I've also – so as a result of that, uh, TSA has been trying to tighten things up, which means everything is going slower. And at the same time, uh, a bunch of people have quit from their TSA jobs and and they haven't hired new people on. The end result basically is that TSA lines have never been longer Um, and in the past couple of weeks – there's been a few instances. I saw a video on Dig actually, I think, of somebody with a smartphone walking along the line uh, at Chicago O'Hare, um, and every time you think he's gotten to the end of the line, he actually hasn't. And and it I, it was literally probably a quarter mile long. Oh wow! And people are missing flights like crazy. It's pissing people off. Um. So I know, yeah, I know it's not a good time to be flying and having to stand in security lines. Luckily. Uh, I have TSA pre-check, so I I haven't really been affected by this. And and part of the problem actually is that pre-check has been less successful than TSA thought it was going to be. Something along the lines of they're only at a quarter of the number of people who have signed up that they thought would sign up for it. The idea being, you know, if more people sign up for pre-check, then the lines will be shorter. Um, And I even know now too that some airlines are trying to do things to help relieve the pressure on TSA by like I know like like Delta and United I think so are are having their employees do some of the non-security stuff at the TSA checkpoints mm-hmm. because I guess not every position at a TSA checkpoint has to be held by a TSA agent so try to free them up to focus on the actual security stuff um and I even know I think at Atlanta I just read this this morning Delta has designed a new kind of pa- a new system for going through TSA pre-check or just going through the security uh, line—that's supposed to move it quicker and and get people through uh, quicker. So I know it's there's a lot of unhappy people about TSA stuff. Yeah. Uh,
0: So I mean that's that's basically it. I think also what TSA has done is they've um, also—I don't think fired people, but they've in the past they've increased more part-time people, not full-time or something like that. And also, I know whoever.
1: Was in charge of it, uh, was relieved of their duties. Yeah. Um, because he, something along the lines of he had gotten uh, like $90,000 in bonuses in the past year or something mm-hmm. in $10,000 increments. So they think they're kind of like trying to try, fly it under the radar. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, under his tenure at TSA, has gotten like worse and worse. Yeah.
0: The funny thing is, though, so, you know, this is when I, Sort of uh, block out people either on Facebook or just in, in life in general is when <laughs> the, the so I think it's sort of knee jerk reactions that I've seen are see big government, big government can't do anything. I'm like, all right, well, that's part of it, but um, but you have to understand like the reason. Right, so th- go, go back to the reason why TSA was. Dist- I'm not I'm not I'm not defending TSA at all. I, I mean, th- whatever is going on, it's terrible, obviously. But and I want to. Also say I've been saying the TSA was messed up for ten years, like years, because I've worked in the airport um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when I was younger. Um, but um, uh, it's such a knee jerk reaction, and people forget that. Well, okay, TSA was established because, well, unfortunately, something did get through. Uh, right. Two thousand what? Two thousand one. Um, yep, and. It was tragic, and people were begging. We need to do something. We need right. to do something. You know what I'm saying? So let's stop with all this knee jerk, you know, knee jerk stuff. Yeah. Um, just because it's government run doesn't necessarily mean that's why it's bad. I think part of the issue is this. I think um, so. These are the things I've been saying for probably a decade, right? Um, you're treating uh, this agency as if it's some sort of comparable thing to the FBI. Like homeland, you know, homeland security, TSA. However, I think the workers are hot. I don't want to, I don't want to diminish anybody. Are hired as if they're just kind of running the mill eh, well, It's average Joe, average Joe, let's hire an average Joe right. worker. And so those things don't. Lie. We call them agents. <laughs> you know, you know. What I'm saying? I've been I, for the longest time. We call them agents, but it ain't. It ain't like they're being hired like on some FBI thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's not like that. Um, right. They're they're treated like they're treated like a part time worker. Yeah, like a season seasonal worker. They right. treat you know
1: right. They're they're taking tickets at the uh, the the amusement park.
0: Yeah, yes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. So I think that there's a misalignment there. That's and it's, I could go deep with that. Um, on top of that, inconsistency just across all airports. You know, I remember back in the day. Um, so when someone was telling me, it was like, yeah, you know, like the whole shoe thing. They're like, well, there's only a certain type of shoes that have like metal. Like this like medical platform stuff in it, but we don't, you know, just, just to save time. Um, we don't want the alarm to go off because then we have to check you. We just tell everybody to take off their sh- all their shoes. I was at the Raleigh airport, like mm-hmm. almost a decade, it probably a little more than a decade. I can't remember when I worked there, but um, uh, little stuff. I knew that they weren't checking. I'm not going to talk about. Why? Cause I... But um, yeah, come on! all the all the terrorists yeah, listen yeah. to our podcast, Eric. Yeah, I know <laughs> little stuff. I, I knew they weren't checking. I'm like, oh, this is ridiculous. How come they're used this stuff? You know, um, just you know, me seeing it just as a person that's around. It's, it's
1: so funny. I've I've had multiple conversations with people over the past couple of months just about everybody seems to have a story about the time they accidentally brought something on the plane they weren't supposed to, and it, they were never like. Like told not to. Yeah. Like people who had actually brought like a pocket knife on the plane. It was just in their bag, and TSA yeah. totally missed
0: it. Well, um, on, on top of that, I think I, I don't know what the treatment of the workers are like, but it's like you know you know long hours to think expect people to work diligently looking at the same thing looking for something very specific looking at change of contour in a bag mm-hmm. of an X ray for long hours. I don't know if that. So I'm partly on the workers' rights as well. You know what I'm saying? Something something is a, is 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 is, is not in alignment if you want to be like a high level security agency it, it, right you know something's not set up right for, for as serious
1: as a job like the purpose of tsa is such a serious thing obviously keeping planes safe the way that the whole thing is structured and the way it is gone about doesn't put across that same urgency or importance yeah exactly, exactly.
0: Right. You, you just highlighted it perfectly you highlighted yeah. it perfectly
1: um, and that's not to diminish the people who currently work at not CSA. At it's, it's it's a structural system thing basically about how how the agency just goes about doing it, its its work yeah, I think, um, they, they they project themselves one way but act a certain way it, a, a different way and it, they're not congruous
0: exactly and yeah not to diminish for people at all because maybe it's you know, additional training it, I think it is partly hiring the right people. Mm-hmm. Is, is is important but also like, yeah being congruent with what you um espouse is in terms of what what, what your um, uh, objective as an organization is sure. and what you actually do and on top of that being a government agency i think this is the issue with a lot of government stuff is we say we want this stuff and we create it however then we bleed it financially dry or, right. <laughs> or we try to cut so many pennies dry or we borrow their money to put elsewhere and that's often what happens you know yeah. I don't think I don't think I don't think um, I don't think things fail because they are necessarily for the sole reason because they are run by the government. I don't think that's what the issue is. I think it's more complicated than that. And um, in saying that, I think that stuff needs to get looked at. And uh, I guess I, I, I get troubled by people just big government, got big government. Dollars, see when they take over everything because the same thing could be happening by a poorly run private industry. Sure.
1: Well, actually, I'm just, I'm just sitting here thinking about. Um... Uh, what a, what a, what a solution might be, well I'm gonna say, I'm trying to think like wh- where are the incentives in this system? So the the airlines themselves, for example, have two incentives that might make them a better organ better organization to be in in charge of screening. Well, on the one hand, they don't want to lose planes, mm. right? Like it's expensive for Delta to lose a plane to anything, so they're gonna take the the safety of those flights very seriously. On the second hand, they don't want angry uh, customers either so they're gonna do everything they can to get customers through security uh, as quickly a, as possible because right now airlines don't have any control over the the wait time at TSA and they can't hold planes back just because the TSA lines are super long so when people but when people miss flights people will go on Twitter and 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 talk about the the airlines, airlines. themselves you know that's so if you, if you have the airlines basically being in charge of security screening, I th- it seems like their well, their uh, the incentives are aligned to I don't, maybe make it a make it better. I, I currently on both d- on both fronts.
0: And I, yeah, I agree, but I don't think it's currently that's how airports in general are set up or prepared to oh, do it. Not. Because because
1: they're they're, not, they're, I mean, the, the reason they're they're, 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 they're
0: they're the airlines are coming together to use one shared resource, which mm-hmm. is this resource of the airport and the things that come with it. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Um, and you know, but it let, wouldn't let, be a
1: huge deal to to essentially, basically, you take all of the airlines that has. So each airline has maybe like a certain percent. It makes up a certain percentage of the traffic. At it, I was about to say you have to
0: do more. some sort of proportional type of thing. And
1: so then, so then you yes, yeah, so then they at that same proportion are equally responsible for coming together and, and figuring out the security stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it would take some. It would take some teamwork and and cooperation among the airlines. But at least in terms of security, their incentives are all aligned. Yeah there
0: i I think i think uh, a lot of the jobs kind of almost kind of what you sound like delta was kind of bleeding into when they changed the whole system because um like we had this thing called uh, global airport services that's what uh that's who i used to work for when i used to push wheelchairs there they used to do the actual security and all that stuff um before the tsa came Mm. but i think what it is is they just um you know they like for instance at our airport they kept the wheelchair people as global airport services but they changed pretty much everything else I think they needed to probably, instead of change everything, some of these jobs don't necessarily need to be like official, like federal agent type right. stuff. But however, I think it is important to have people there. So maybe the, instead they could have kept some of these jobs, people that check tickets and stuff. Um, maybe the same sort of, you know, private private company. But had like, maybe why not use FBI? I, I don't know what the scope of the FBI's stuff is. Right. But people there who also do either maybe screening or, well, uh, so i don't know the details costing, of the job sure you know what i'm saying but um yeah.
1: Yeah. paying for fbi versus paying for what dsa currently yeah. pays for yeah. the people so, that, that's the big difference
0: exactly um but i'm saying is well then that's the question well, do we really want it to secure we say we want it secure right well, do right, we right. really want to secure
1: well yeah i mean that's right now i mean the the phrase that people use, it, it's security theater right now yeah yeah that's that's what it is and that doesn't I mean, and that's it. it's not it'd be one thing if it was security theater and quick to go through, because then on the one hand, you'd be like, well, you know, at least we're going through this very quickly. And we know we're kind of risking things by not doing it right. But we're doing security theater and it takes forever, Yeah, which is like that's that's not worth it.
0: And, I you know, I, pr- I pride myself, but like being able to get through the security line. Oh, me too, man. Not, not, be, not because of the weight. Obviously, you can't do anything about the weight. But no, once but you're just up in there, the weight,
1: you conduct yourself. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like as I'm kind of inching up, getting closer, I'm pulling out that laptop already. I'm stacking. I'm prepared. I'm, you know, I'm boom, boom, boom. If I know I need to take my belt off, I'm already pulling it out. Um, and not getting up there really. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, yeah there's a lot of that that goes on too so i think also some of it is also in the people going through the lines oh yeah for sure um, people
1: are terrible that's part of the problem i'm telling you man pay the 80 bucks do tsa pre-check you don't have to take off your shoes you get you don't have to take out your laptop you just put it through yeah you walk through the metal detector how do you sign up for that is it uh some airports you can do it right in person there um I ended up I, I like sent in the application and then I had to go to an office in New York and have my fingerprints done and like do this really cursory interview. Um, but I think in some airports you can do it all in one one go. Oh, I'm gonna try to do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go and do it's it. It's so it's yeah. so worth it.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't even travel that much, but just to have it done. I mean, no, it's
1: still it's still. But that, it. some it's, people, it's 80 bucks for five people. Some people
0: years. probably don't want to do that because oh my fingerprints are gonna be on file somewhere and big government and all this you know. Yeah. Well. You know. The
1: next time you're standing in a four-hour security line tell yourself that
0: yeah which is just goes to show you human beings are in fact irrational <laughs> yes. we're rational but also very much irrational at this very same time you know very anyway. very
1: true um remember how i predicted last time we talked about you know i was gonna bring i obviously brought my microphone here to yeah. to georgia yeah. that i would be pulled out aside yeah i, I was
0: yeah so you pulled so out at least,
1: from- they're good they're good at finding uh you know Nine inch bomb shaped o- objects yeah. in. <laughs>
0: I think it's. I think they stopped you more out of curiosity, like, oh, huh? what is that? Yeah. You know. Well,
1: and it was actually very interesting this time. Is that when the guy grabbed the bag and he's like, "Yeah, is this your bag?" And I said, "Yeah." He's like, "All right, I got to check out your mic." So he, they knew, he knew it, what it was. was. Like, they knew, but like they still probably wanted to make sure that it's not you know something that I something, like, packed it? a bunch of explosives in or something. Yeah, yeah. But it's funny the, the guy who checked it was asking me. Uh, about mics. Essentially, he's like, oh, like, don't they make like the like the snowball one as well?" And I said, yeah. "Oh, yeah, yeah, been, this, <laughs> you guys start company to, make that one too." You guys start having podcast so he's talk. Like, <laughs> he's like, he's, he was like, he's like, "Yeah, these they're, they're good for uh they're good for webcasting." And I was like, "Yeah, I use this one for podcasting." And then I <laughs> on my way. <laughs> yeah, which which
0: which. which no I was, I was gonna make a joke. Never mind. I was gonna. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was like this guy doesn't want to be a TSA agent. He wants to oh, be doing well, something I mean, else. Okay, <laughs> I don't blame.
1: He, I mean. I don't but bl- yeah. every time I go to the airport and I see the the work that TSA agents have to do, it's it's seems like the most miserable job in the world. Yeah. And I know that they rotate through the different positions. I'm I'm pretty sure I've I've seen that. Yeah. But it's not it it would be tough work to make to to really feel like intrinsically motivated to do.
0: Which I which I think is why sometimes you'll you'll kind of go to some places and You'll hear people kind of joking around with each other. I think they're trying to make it a yeah. a more pleasurable place yeah. to work. Like I, I said, I think they do hire some terrible people too at the same time. Yeah. But that's any that's anywhere, you know. any, any organization, you
1: um, know. Anyway, any organization, yeah, has that problem.
0: But uh, yeah. Anyway.
1: Yeah, TSA, airports.
0: Wait, so going back to Yahoo News, we talked. Ah, long, yeah. We talked a long time about that. <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's one, and they must
1: have messed up the, the, uh, the, the photo with the headline. the The headline says "World's Largest Sponge," um, but then it has a picture of Justin Bieber.
0: That's funny. <laughs> Yahoo people, all this stuff is worthless. Fun.
1: Oh, that is that is hilarious. World's Largest Sponge, Justin Bieber. <laughs> okay, there's like four different headlines here that are all. Are, related to are, Justin you look, are, are
0: you looking at the ticker or are you looking at the scroll down part?
1: I'm looking at the, the, the scrolly left and right thing. Okay. Yeah. I see three different headlines related to Justin Bieber.
0: I don't see any of that. Maybe, maybe you've been looking up a lot of oh. Bieber. Maybe it's only in your feed. Cause you, you've been listening to, you've been listening to a yeah, lot of little yeah. Biebs. Is that what they call That's them? That's right. And they call them the Biebs.
1: The beeb, be- I don't know. The Biebster.
0: Yeah, I don't see it. I don't see it at all. Huh?
1: Well, well, you're lucky. Hmm. I don't see it at Let's all. Let's find another one. Oh, pancake crepe recipes. Yeah. Oh, why is that in the headlines of Yahoo?
0: You know what? Again, it's not, I don't see it in my headlines. Huh. Which means, oh, hold oh, second, second, second. Here we go.
1: I mean, I do make pancakes probably about once a week. So
0: that's what all that uh big data is getting you right there. It's make-
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bieber and pancakes.
0: Be- that's cakes. the future. Be- the future. Be- you should open up, uh, yeah, Bieber's. Pancake and what we go with it? I think I try to make that I, I tried to make pancake and like um, oops, sorry about that. <laughs> I tried to make pancakes and uh, uh, what did I make? Like lamb chops? Or, no, no, yeah, lamb chops one time. Wait together? No, no, actually, I make crepes and I make, I tried to make a crepe and lamb chops together.
1: Yeah, that's my that's my. How do you mean make it together? Like you made them separately and then put them on a plate together? Yeah, or... yeah, that
0: was my version of chicken and waffles. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> <Lamb> and grapes. <laughs> Hello. How was it? Uh, it was alright. It was alright. Yeah, I think I have a picture. No, it's of no, no chicken and waffle. It's no chicken and waffle. No chicken and waffle. Um, I'm
1: getting hungry. Right uh, now.
0: Do we have anything else going on today? No, nah, I think that's it, man. I I, I feel good. I feel uh,
1: I feel I feel strong.
0: Oh, did we wanted to talk about the CGU program change? Oh yeah,
1: dude. You sent me. That was the best text to receive ever
0: dude i mean i was going to sleep and i heard my phone go off and i usually don't wouldn't check it at that point in time but i was like you know what let me let me just check it why not let me just check my email and and see and i took a look at it and i was like huh i have to wake up myself up a little bit more i was like what 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 huh and i read read it again. i read it a couple times to kind of try to clarify a i wanted to clarify i wasn't getting screwed out screwed over right uh for one but also just to see you know what it meant and it didn't really help me but uh Essentially, I'll let you kind of describe it. But uh, oh, I, was, yeah. I was like, yeah, so- I was like, let me send it to everybody. I got to, I got to let everybody know in case no one's looking at their uh, email. Sure. So real, real quickly,
1: and I, just FYI, it was thank you for sending that because I actually have a filter or something set up where I don't actually receive any CGU announcements anymore. <laughs> like I don't, I don't see any of them. So I, I would have totally missed that. Yeah. Um. Basically, we talked about this portfolio thing that we have to do. It's uh, six projects. Six, right?
0: Uh, or something like, it's something. it's a
1: handful of projects two of which are called research tools, which could either be things like uh, a stats test or computer skills test or things like doing an eval project or doing a qual project or doing a survey project and Basically instead of having to do two of these research tools now you just have to do one project-based research tool Yeah, so for someone like me who's already done the eval tool and thought he was going to have to do, and, and my portfolio plan said I was going to do a qualitative research project as well. I no longer have to do that qual tool. Yeah, and these, That's, and and I don't have to replace it with anything either, exactly. from what I can tell. I can just drop it. And these, which five- really recommend Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But like no, it, no, no, this no. really, what this means is like essentially like three to four months of work I probably don't need to do, which. Like, I mean uh, uh, these projects are not small, yeah. I mean it was basically going to have to be a publishable quality qual research project yeah which and qual takes forever to do exactly so it w- it was a huge like huge weight off my shoulders. Suddenly, I feel much closer to being finished with my portfolio than i than I did you know two weeks ago
0: yeah and so um, I had already completed the computer applications right and I, I, and I just now completed the computer programming. Um, Project based one, the computer applications is like a little skill, like a skills test, which I, I always thought. And again, not the greatest thing for a portfolio. It's it's. It, I find it to be pretty simple, but I, I guarantee you, I can count a new a number of people that probably wouldn't have been been able to do it in our program. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I th- for a portfolio project, where I think it's supposed to be demonstrating your skills, test based ways of doing it doesn't it. make, it doesn't sense. make sense it makes
1: sense to have a portfolio full of projects yeah because then you can sh- like show them to to people and actually they can get a judge of what you're able to actually do but you can't do that with a test really. yeah, exactly
0: so I, I think it's just a um it makes sense good move it makes it sense so
1: long
0: yeah and um doesn't really help me out at all um but I, like i said i'm like i am just happy for, you know for, it helps other people out because it just make it makes sense it's so yeah. kind of a practical thing um i'm glad that uh, because that's computer applications test thing is now well, now they wouldn't have just i, I could have petitioned they, i don't think they could have just changed it up on on you because people would probably try to sue the school or if they just try to you know <laughs> yeah. change up something that you had agreed upon agreement on but um agreed upon agreement but um uh so but this the this computer skills test no longer sort of fits that portfolio but right. I'm glad I just finished one the computer exactly. programming thing like you I,
1: would have been you would have been pissed if you if your two tools were that computer one and yeah, like the
0: stats one, exactly that because then you would neither yeah. one would have
1: fit the criteria. Exactly,
0: exactly. That that would have been a problem. Yeah. Which I, I, that's where I was going. I was gonna try to do this computer's uh, yeah stats tool uh, computer test or whatever prior to um deciding to do the programming one. Yeah. You know um so and the programming yeah. one I think is actually a real skill. You yeah, know? Oh, exactly. It, it's, it's a, a
1: portfolio esque type thing.
0: Yeah. So. So, yeah, it's exciting
1: it's it's really I mean I think honestly part of why I just feel better about the program in general was largely because of this change too I mean once I finish up this thesis um, I'll do an online course on Python probably I think Hunter already did it um, he said it's pretty good Yeah. and then I'll have to do my my lit review which is what you're working on right now and that feels so much more doable than both of those things plus a qual research project definitely I was gearing myself up to start that battle, and Definitely. now I don't have to.
0: Definitely. So cool, yeah, man. Uh, I th- hopefully, you know, works out good for everybody. I think it would or should.
1: We were. It was just funny. It was funny the group text like everybody was so stoked. I know.
0: I, I, we were all what? I just what? I, what? I just left it there and just let <laughs> I just let y'all go you back like, and forth. I was like halfway. I was literally like cutting yeah. out of sleep at that point. You were time. like
1: a, a a PhD Santa Claus. Yeah.
0: yeah, I was like, let me just, and,
1: and, it, and it was Christmas Eve. <laughs> You just, you just came down our chimney and yeah. you gave us this gift. Yeah. Thank you.
0: I I'd prefer if you think of me as like an angel. Oh, okay. An angel. PhD yes. angel. Yeah. Uh, uh, Fidangel. Fid- Fidangel, yeah. angel. Yeah. Fid- angel. yeah. <laughs> um, all right, man. Now, well, all,
1: like, now all I can picture in my head is you as a, a Victoria's Secret angel. Hey, man. <laughs> the wings come off your back.
0: And this has been another episode of The Sexy.
1: Sexy psychology podcast. Yeah, <laughs> um, there are sexy, sexy psychology yeah, podcast. There it is. The, uh, all right, sure. dude. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to work.
0: All right, man. Take care. Uh, good luck with yeah. everything, and uh, hopefully, uh, you can knock this
1: ish out. Peace. Indeed. See you later.
0: Sam's gone, but I'm gonna tell everybody to uh, review and rate us. All that oh, jazz. Yeah. Check us out. And actually, I'm still here on Ooh. the uh, on the uh, what's our website called again? The file drawer dot audio. Yeah. All right. Check us out. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, go See you I next week. Predict what you're eating. I got, I got nothing to, to eat up the sound wave. Eat, eat up the sound wave. Intro intro song. Eat up the sound wave. Eat up the sound wave. Intro intro song. Eat up the sound wave. Intro intro song. Eat, eat up the sound wave. Yeah. Come, join Sam and Eric We have many things in store For you to explore Come and join in the first one
1: <laughs> That was epic!